0: Take it one step at a time. Like, it's okay if you feel like you don't know what you're doing. I would say everyone's starting a business. No one knows what they're doing. Every business is different. Take it one day at a time. Like, have one goal and it can seem small um, and eventually it will just you'll be like
1: you're listening to the gangstar creative podcast where we talk and share real strategies real tactics and real stories from me and my badass guests to help gangstar creatives and artists like you thrive in both your business and life and i'm your host ivana i'm an artist creative entrepreneur speaker and best-selling author are you ready to annihilate the status quo of the starving artist if so let's get it What up, Gangstars? It's your girl, Devana, and this week's Gangstar Creative is Lex Monson, and she's a co-founder and CEO of Punk Post, where beautifully handwritten cards are mailed by artists for you. Each card is uniquely handwritten to bring maximum delight to both the sender and the recipient. Lex founded the company with her husband back in 2015 when the two decided that it should be easier to deliver happy and encouraging moments even when you're short on time or resources. Punk Post gives people an accessible way to connect with one another in a deeper, more meaningful way. Before Lex founded Punk Post, she was the managing community editor at Brit Co. And prior to that, she worked as a senior editor at Yelp. I'm super excited to have her on this show because she's gonna be pulling back the curtain on what it took to create this startup and this app um, over the last six years, and it's really cool because I'm actually um, I have I'm a user of Punk Post, and it's a really cool platform where you get to send you know customizable handwritten hand doodled. Um, cards so if you have clients it's a great way to kind of nurture that relationship or for your friends and family um, you should definitely check it out and download the app it's super affordable and you can even add confetti into the cards it's just such a cool thing so let's just go ahead and dive right into the episode all right gangstars another week another gangstar and I have Lex here she is going to be dropping some awesome bombs for you I'm so excited to have you on girl welcome to the gangstar creative podcast. Oh my gosh, thank
0: you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here and chatting with you.
1: Yeah. So I would love for you, like all my other guests, just to start off and tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Who is Lex? Where did you start? And where are you today?
0: Okay, well, okay.
1: Um so yep, I'm I you know it's a loaded question.
0: <laughs> I know, okay. it's like, well, I was more. No. Um Uh, So yeah, I run a company called Punk Post where we um, are a community of handwriting artists where we handwrite and mail cards for you. Um, So basically, you can go on our app or website, order, pick out a card like you would at a traditional greeting card store, type your message, and then one of us will handwrite your card and get it in the mail within 24 hours. So that's what we do. um, But... Yeah, and I guess kind of the whole idea started, my husband and I started the company together, which I don't know if anyone out there works with their partner, they know how awesome it is, but also how crazy it is and how people-
1: all- I do. You know, okay, yeah. Like. Oh a- yes, I know. <laughs>
0: And like, sometimes I'm like, yeah, but I probably wouldn't do this with anyone else to be a hundred percent honest, but like, yeah, it does have its challenges. And I think mostly people think you're crazier than it actually is. At least that's for me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we kind of just started it because Santiago, my husband, he's originally from Mexico um, and well, I guess I'm getting a little ahead of myself. So he used to work for a design agency called IDEO and he used to travel a lot and you know kind of present whatever he created for different companies. Um, and he had one uh, presentation he was giving in Boston. He was super nervous about it. So like before he even left, I had like sent a card to his hotel, just being like, good luck. You're going to do great. Don't worry. And so Aww. when he yeah, when they checked in, he, they gave it to him. And he had, I think like that thing we all have when you find a card in the mail or something from a friend or loved one. And it's like, it's something so simple, but it really makes you feel, I don't know, supported or encouraged. So anyways, the reason I brought up Mexico is because um he's from there and mail system there isn't that great. So like mail, like getting cards and things is, not something he really grew up with um so for him he was like extra like oh my god this is like some sort of magic like this card so <laughs> from his trip we kind of talked about it and like how cards are so simple but like they have such an impact on people whether it's to celebrate them or just encourage them um but kind of like the process of sending it because he wanted to send one back to me but he was like oh my god I'm going to send her a card back so she can have this same feeling. But he was like, oh, my God, where do you get a card? I don't even have a pen. Where do I get a stamp? So it's kind of like, you know, our our whole thing was like people have these good intentions to make cards, but like sometimes life gets in the way. And so we just wanted to help people make good on their good intentions. And that's how we started Punk Post. Um, Prior to Punk Post, I was... um, uh, in an editorial in at a website called Brit and Co and previous to that at Yelp. Um so not really connected to what we're doing right now.
1: But, you know. <laughs> I mean there's still creativeness and editorial stuff and in that work. So it's still I feel like a creative background. Oh totally. And
0: honestly like from a business standpoint, it's like helped me with pitching because I got like when I worked at Brit Co, I would get so many pitches it like made me realize like what I would pay attention to as a pitch and what I wouldn't so it's helped like us get some more press than we might have otherwise so yeah
1: Oh, that's so awesome. What a cool story. And I'm actually, I've used Punk Post several times actually because of Leia. I used her as my artist Um, and I've used it to send to my in-laws and my parents and a couple of our clients. So I think it's a very awesome platform that you guys have built over the years and anybody listening, definitely download it. It's very um, unique way to like send something special and like said, something that has like a surprise element to it to either your clients or collectors or your friends or family like it's it's really cool so definitely look into that if you haven't already um so I'm curious to know when you guys like had that idea and had that kind of light bulb what were like the first steps that you took to creating um Punk Post
0: oh okay that's it so actually even before Punk Post Santiago and I like to just make products together um there was nothing we were like we definitely made and sold products but nothing we were like serious enough to about to quit our job so we made like giant wedding pinatas we made DIY pinata kits we made oh wow yeah so we made just like a lot of just like I don't know products we liked and our whole thing was always like kind of Well, our previous business name was Sunny Day Supplies because the idea was like supplies that make you have like a memorable, fun day with friends and family. So like Punk Post kind of like just really fit into that already. Um, But it was like an idea we were kind of more excited about than some of the other things we were doing. So to test it before we were like, we're quitting our jobs and job security and doing. Right. Um, We actually very much tested it. So um, as I mentioned, I was working at Britain Co and they used to do this yearly conference that had a sort of like um, artists, Market, or I don't know if it's our kind of like a renegade type thing, but much scaled down from that. But like you know, where people would make things and sell them. Um, so we had a little booth there, and we had like our pinatas and pinata kits, um, and bottle openers. But we also had like a little kiosk that was like punk post. So we just kind of like made like not what it is now but it was like a square space version of punk Post, so it was super basic like (laughs) no, no big deal but it was the idea was there so we didn't have to spend a lot of time like developing it or anything but we could like see how people liked the idea and interacted with it and if it was something like you know, sometimes I think you're really pumped about your idea, but you're like, are other people pumped about this? So it was a good way for us to kind of gauge that without telling people much and just like seeing, watching them interact. So anyways, we had like an iPad, this Squarespace site of Punk Post, um, and we just put it out there and people were so excited about it. And they were like, and we I think we let people send cards did we charge them I don't really even really remember if we charged them for it or not but they were super excited about it and kind of like expressed the same thing we thought about cars and how magical they are and sometimes you don't have um, the time. So anyways, like after that, we kind of felt, I mean, I think we still jumped in (laughs) faster than most people would, but we at least had the confidence like after testing it. So um, yeah, I'm not sure we would have done it without that.
1: Mm, That's so cool. I always love hearing like the beginning stories, because it's you guys have been doing this for now six years. So I know you guys have this beautiful app developed and you have a whole process and, you know, people involved. So it's really cool to hear kind of like, it just kind of started with a website and then it kind of sprouted from there. Um, what was like, what was the turning point, I guess, where you felt successful enough to both quit your day jobs?
0: I mean, so that I i think we were a little crazy and I'm not like necessarily suggesting this for people, but for us, like as soon as we had that that um showing and we felt confident we like quit early but I think like we had always had this idea like we wanted to build something together and so you know we were the type of people we already had basically saved like a year of income to know that we'd be like okay without income for a year um because in the back of our mind like we're we're always like we want to build something together but we wanted to make sure it was like the right thing um, in this felt like it. So we kind of quit, like we didn't wait for success. Like Santiago basically quit right away. And he, I mean, has a design background. So he had, he um, taught himself to develop. So he started developing the app. So he probably did that for a year. And then um, on the day we kind of like launched the app, I quit like basically that day to focus more a marketing type thing. So we kind of quit super early. And honestly, like, even like the idea of success, I'm kind of like, I don't know if I'll ever feel like, oh, we've made it, you know, I feel like mm-hmm. there's always things to tweak and improve and keep working on. So um, yeah.
1: Wow. Was the app so the idea sprouted in 2015. Did you create the app in like 2016 or was it some time before the app was actually finally launched?
0: That's a good question. Um I think I almost feel like we did the idea phase of this in 2014 and launched the app in 2015 mm. so but we didn't like consider punk post like it's it's even though we were working on it for like a year before we like officially launched it um yeah i don't think we like consider um that year and it's kind of like birth date idea so yeah
1: gotcha gotcha um did you guys have to raise any money at all in the beginning or throughout the, the lifespan of the business so far? Yeah. So I
0: guess, uh, I mean, we're in San Francisco in the Bay area. Right. So it's just mm-hmm. like, <laughs> <ridiculous>, <laughs> um, in that respect. Um, so it's kind of just like, I mean, as stupid. I mean, I'm going to say stupid as it may sound that it's kind of just like, oh yeah, I'll do that without, I would say like a lot of thought. Um, So we definitely had the idea that we would raise money and, but we weren't really like sure when, but um, kind of, as I previously said, I really focused a lot on getting press at the beginning, whether we were really ready for it or not. But because yeah. I did that, like, um, an investor actually read about us in like this new local news reg called Hoodline. And then so she reached out to my former boss to try to find me. So anyways, we kind of got hooked up with this investor. So we did take funding and we got funding, but we don't have like the traditional, I don't think funding story where we were like pitching a lot of people um, or things like that. Um, So we were just kind of lucky that she read about us. She like loved our idea. And then she kind of pulled together other people to um, help like get us started. So, yeah.
1: Wow, that's really cool. And see your background like helped a lot in that where you were able to create those press releases and then somebody saw it and wanted to help out in a way that you guys probably didn't predict. And then not just her, but a group of people, group of investors to kind of help you guys take it to the next level. That's really, really cool.
0: Yeah. And I guess, I mean, just like thinking of like starting out, it's kind of like, you know, when you start a business, all of a sudden, you have to know how to do everything, whether you actually know how, (laughs) and, like, some things you're, like, I totally got this, this is my strong suit, and then other things are not, so I think, like, especially, like, starting out when you're so, like, stretched thin, and your resources are so, like, scarce, I think just, like, really leaning into what you know, and, like, getting the most mileage out of that, at least for a us really helped and i just yeah i just feel like there's such a learning curve for so many things that you know just do what you know at the beginning
1: right right now was your husband doing all the the cards in the beginning or did you guys always have artists from the very beginning of of the idea
0: so we were the handwriting we were both doing at the very Oh wow. Beginning. Yeah, so we would do all the handwriting. Um the cards are like traditional cards like if you go to a greeting card store where the front has like a design printed on it. Um so that we actually already have like a pretty wide friend group of designers (laughs) so we just kind of asked like our friends like hey we're doing this thing would you want to design some cards for us so we were lucky where um we just had some like artists and designers that are our friends and but we also really like love their work so they just kind of did it for us as favors um so that was really lucky and then totally at the beginning like Santiago and I would um write all the cards and then it's kind of like when we got to the point where we're like I mean like a big day for us at the beginning would be like 10 orders you know we'd be like oh my gosh (laughs) Um, and then like when we got to the point where we couldn't really write them I literally just put like an ad on Craigslist Um, and that's kind of when we first got our first handwriting artist but it also totally changed what we offered with Punk Post. When Santiago and I were writing the cards, we were legit just like writing them in our normal ass handwriting, you know? Like, Uh. nothing that fancy. And like, now you know, I mean, Leia's cards are crazy amazing. Um, They're like little pieces of art now, but that was like something we didn't really think necessarily the product would be until we started like meeting all these people who like do hand lettering at light. At night or consider themselves snail mail artists or just like designers in general like ended mm-hmm. up like gravitating towards this and I really think like probably without that I don't know like if punk Post would have been like what it is because I think like the wow factor that you know all these amazing hand letters brought was not something Santiago and I were bringing Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, we were just like, people just want to handwritten cards. And then we were like, oh, whoa, well, no, this is better.
1: Dang. I mean, I could I could never start that business in the beginning because I have the most ugliest handwriting. My <laughs> husband yells at me about my handwriting all the time. Um, so I can only I can't even imagine like having to write 10 cards. And I'm sure they were probably like long uh things that you had to write for people. <laughs> Yeah. In these oh, cards, so it's a lot of writing that you had oh to do at the very beginning.
0: The most I've written in a day is fifty, but I do not spend that for anymore. <laughs> That was not like a fun day, but um, yeah, no. And also I don't think like Santiago or I have spectacular handwriting, you know. I think we were just like obsessed with this idea of people like being able to be there for one another even when you couldn't like in the form of a card. So I'm, yeah, so the, our community of artists have brought brought so much to, yeah, what Punk Post is.
1: Yeah. I mean, you guys have been in business now for, like I said, six years, which is amazing. Congrats. Because, you know, they say the success of businesses, usually you can tell between the uh with the first and third year um because usually after the third year a lot of businesses fail so you guys have surpassed that by double (laughs) um so i'm sure you guys experienced a lot of challenges and um have probably made a lot of mistakes in your business so what would you say is one of the biggest mistakes you made in your business and how did you grow from it oh
0: gosh i always when people ask me this question i'm always like oh there's so many mistakes
1: (laughs) you can share maybe your top three even i mean
0: Probably like the first one that kind of sticks out to me um, was like literally the first day we considered ourselves launched. Um, and so we launched the app and then we got a piece of press like the first day. So we had a lot of downloads and you know it was good exposure for us, but the app actually wasn't working oh and no hatching left and right and it was just like such a build-up to it and then such kind of like a panicked I wouldn't say let down but like almost I had like such a disappointment and I felt like so bad like that you know the first day was I don't know I don't know I can't even describe the feeling it was just like kind of sickening um so anyways that was like I think we got better about testing like if I mean, I don't even think this is just for apps, just any products like testing is so important, but we're also still very much of the time of the mindset like perfection doesn't exist and we are gonna, we don't know anything. So we don't learn anything until we put stuff out there and
1: mm-hmm. learn the
0: mistakes. So we still very much operate like that, maybe not to such an extreme as that first day, but like, a lot of times I feel like our team is like, well, what about this? And what about that? And we're like, well, yeah, but we won't really know until it's out there, which I think is kind of frustrating for some people. But I really do believe like, you'll just learn so much if you let yourself make mistakes. So, and then on that first day, I literally just like emailed individually everyone who downloaded the app and explained the situation once it was back up and running I emailed them again so and like you know at the beginning you have time to do that um, mm-hmm. so that was like a huge thing um, even like the funding route um, I don't honestly know if like we kind of like have backed away from, I mean, we're still obviously building it, but like, you know, I think there's all this pressure to just keep raising money and keep raising money once you do. And like, we kind of realized that didn't make sense for us or the kind of business we're trying to build, especially like trying to get artists paid. Like the more Mm -hmm. funding you take, the more expectation there is to make money. And it's like, I don't know if this is like going to be a huge like venture type of business where we're like, we're just trying to like make this community and like make money for it. So I think like that, like just, anal- I think at the beginning, you don't really even know what you necessarily want in all the details, mm-hmm. but like the more you're with it. Um, so I think, I don't know if that was, I I'm, I'm, don't think us taking money was a mistake, but I think like we learned a lot about that world and like also what is right for us and just learning more about our business and the nature of the business. Um I don't know. There's like a, I feel like we make mistakes literally every day. So
1: <laughs> Yeah. Um, I, I mean, if you're not making mistakes, you're not learning and growing. Yeah. Um That is true, I
0: guess.
1: Yeah, especially in business because I I mean, I I believe that too. Like if you don't really know until you put it out there. Yeah. I mean, whether it's just like you know, doing stuff in your business, but even just in in life in general, like you think your goal and dream is one thing. And then once you finally do it or have it, then you realize, oh, well, this isn't what I thought it was going to turn out to be, you know, and then you kind of pivot and you, you make a different decision, you go different direction. And I think it's just like that in business as well. Oh my God. No, absolutely. Honestly, probably one of the biggest
0: mistakes we've made a few times is like, putting like a lot of effort into something that we're like I don't know whether it's a new feature or something like that and we're not really sure if it and then putting it out and we realize oh this isn't even something people really want so I think we've gotten much better of putting out like very like minimal versions and then like seeing if people how people react to them or interact with them and then adjusting from there so I think like yeah don't like kind of like invest a lot of time or effort into something until you like see how people are gonna use it I would say
1: yeah I mean I think that's a good thing for everyone listening right now especially as creatives we all have so many ideas and want to do so many things we think everyone's gonna love it but until you have a proof of concept you got to be careful like how much uh, money and resources and time you put into it it's better just to kind of like Follow that done beats perfect type of thing and put it out there and see how people react. And then based off of that and that feedback, you can then take it and like put more into it, you know? No, absolutely.
0: And I even like resources, time, like all that, but also like the emotional toll it kind of takes, like, especially as an Mm -hmm. artist, put so much of yourself into something and then you release it and it doesn't work. It's just kind of like, oh my gosh, like a gut punch. So that's also another reason to avoid
1: perfection, I would say. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, for anybody that's listening that, you know, has an idea and they want to create an app for it, what's some advice that you would give to to that listener?
0: Oh, that's a good, okay, so, hmm, um, well, I think, personally, I wouldn't be willing to learn how to code, I don't think, but I was in a situation where Santiago was very um eager about it so um I think that helped us a lot because if he I, developed
1: the app too I thought yeah. he designed <laughs> and developed it yes he's a wow. cat
0: he's like one of those people who's like oh I want to learn this and we'll just like dig in and like get lost in his little twilight zone, like learning something. Um, So he, I think that was like a big thing for us just because like the cost of developing is so high. Um, So he, um, I would say if you have the motivation to learn, I would do that. There's so many, actually I would say the development community is I learned is actually so open and helpful. So there's tons of free resources online. Um we all he also used this thing called code mentor where if you get stuck you can like kind of like Skype with or sorry he always makes fun of me for saying Skype because he's like, <laughs> are you from the nineties? And I'm like, well yeah kinda. So <laughs> you can talk I say Skype but you can talk to someone
1: um online. Hey, that's what it used to be you know not that long ago it was only Skype it wasn't Zoom wasn't really here and all these other platforms so I know, on I don't your even side.
0: know Skype even exists anymore but I oh, still, it does. oh
1: it does okay.
0: <laughs> yes. I still use it as my generic
1: for just chatting with people um <laughs> Hey Gangstar! Sorry to interrupt, but if you're enjoying this episode so far, stop what you're doing right now and share this podcast with your friends on social media or text it to a friend in your contacts. If you're a true Gangstar and want to uplift and empower other creatives like I know you do, you're going to want to take a few seconds to do this now. Go ahead and pick your phone back up or click that browser tab that you're playing this episode in, hit that pause button, and share it now. Hello? What are you waiting for? All right. Thank you for doing that. Now let's get back to the show.
0: But, um, yeah, like there's so many resources that community is super open. So I'd say if you do want to build an app, it's best if you can do it yourself, um, or find a partner, um, who will do it. Um, I don't, I don't know if we would have been able to, um, I mean, maybe we would have started Punk Post, but I don't know if we would have been able to keep it going just because like really development costs are so high. Um, Mm -hmm. But I mean, people do do it every day. So um, yeah, but that would kind of be just based on our experience, my advice.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. Um, Yeah, I think that's great advice. Like you kind of said before, focus on the things that you're good at. And if you have a partner that can dive in and do it, definitely do that. Um, And also there's no issue with outsourcing and finding someone that is a developer and that is a strong suit to possibly partner and collab with you or just, you know, have, if you have the money to actually find a developer and pay them to do it too, then, you know, do that. Um, So I think that's, that's really good insight from you guys's experience. Do you um, guys always hire, Art, like are you always looking for hand lettering artists um or do you kind of like like how do you go about finding your artists and are you guys currently looking for artists
0: oh that's a great question um so we have a little area on our website where you can apply we're always taking artists um applications we kind of hire and wave. So um, we're hiring right now just to prep for a Valentine's Day. Um, so we'll kind of do waves like that. So we'll do heavy hiring. But we take applications at all times. Um, if you're a good fit, we kind of like add you to a list. I think, honestly, our waiting list is pretty long. I think it's over 100 people or <laughs> more at this point. Oh, wow. um, but you know, we b- will get to you probably within the year, I would guess. Um, so, um, if you're a good fit, you know, sometimes it's just like not a good fit. But mm-hmm. um, I'm just like so blown away by what people can do. So yeah, we're always looking for artists. Um, you can always apply on our website. Um, We ask for samples like once you apply we'll reach out and ask you for hammering samples and then kind of go from there, but we've kind of been really lucky I'm sure at some point, this won't be the case but like where people have found us so we haven't had to do any like heavy. Lifting as far as like recruiting artists goes so um, I feel really thankful for that and honestly like it just ends up that everyone who's drawn to punk posts, I don't know to me seems like the nicest person in the world, but then again I'm like well I guess if you want to like handwrite love notes for strangers you kind of have to be like, I don't know <laughs> <a> sweet. <person. laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, it's fun. And you get to learn a lot. Like I've learned so much from other people, like for techniques and we try to do like internal, like actually we're having an internal workshop tonight. Um, so we do that. So you get to learn like different methods and things. So it's like, it's really fun. Um, and we do learn from each other a lot.
1: That's cool. So you guys like provide, um, like workshops and different things for your actual artist community too. Yeah, a hundred percent. That's cool. I love that. Yeah. Now how does
0: oh Oh, go go ahead. ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say we I also like our dream is to have like in because you know everyone writes from home. Um so um our dream is to like in twenty twenty our big idea was like, okay, we're gonna have actual artists meetups this year and then obviously COVID hit so that's not happening but anyway hopefully I hope someday we actually have like in-person meetups so
1: yeah that sounds like it'll be a lot of fun because when artists get together it's it's just a good time
0: (laughs) totally like totally nerding out on like favorite pens and things like that too like talk
1: (laughs) (laughs) so how do um, the artists get paid and how do you guys get paid? Um,
0: yeah, so every well, right now if you or if you download the app and order your first card, it's free. But after that, um, they start at uh, a folded card is seven dollars. There's also a note card version, but I can't remember the price of that right now. So, anyways, that's how we get paid is through car- the purchase of cards, which also includes the hammering. You can also add extras like you can confetti bomb people. You can add little photo printouts, you can add gift certificates. So there's a bunch of add-ons too. Um, And then artists all work from home. They all, we send them inventory. um, So they all have their like physical inventory of cards which we track via an app. That's how they know which, we know what assignments they can take and not take. Um, So we send them assignments every night. Most people write every night um and then yeah they just get paid on number of cards they write and they get paid on all the extras as well they also we like as I was saying when we first started we asked like friends who are designers to design our cards and then we would kind of I would reach out to different designers that I really liked but as we've grown we've realized like we don't need to reach out to designers. Like our community is filled with awesome designers. So um, now all of our cards, the fronts of them are all designed by our team of artists. So that's they also make a percentage of royalties uh, when their cards are sold. So we're trying to like build like the thing is people aren't like willing to spend a ton for a greeting card even though like what we're offering is really the handwriting service so we're always mm-hmm. trying to find new ways to like get more money for the artist and for our punk post so we're, like every little upsell they get something off of too so
1: Oh, that's really cool. Um, I was always curious to how that works. But I think in, in most typical situations like that, it is like that where it's like different percentage off of, you know, different items. Um, and then I think it's really clever that you guys have upsells, you know, for the, the cards. I always opted for the confetti. Um, and just think for anybody listening, it's not like the annoying, you have to clean up and it's like torture confetti. It's like the, just like paper confetti, um, that doesn't spill out everywhere and like make a huge mess, but it's just like a little splash of fun. Um, and I haven't used the app in a while. So to hear that you have like, um, gift cards Mm -hmm. and like, you can insert photos. Like that's, I really love that. Um, it's a great way to personalize the cards.
0: Totally. And they're like, really the card in itself kind of becomes a gift. Like even if you don't add any extras, just like the art, like these are truly things like people hang up like next to their desk or like on their fridge for like years or just keep because they really like the messages are so special, but then like what the artist does with the message is also just incredible. So the card in itself becomes a gift, but we, you know, people were like, well, I want to send a card, but I also want to send like something more. So that's kind of why we started adding that extra. I mean, the confetti bomb was our very first one um, because it was super easy and seemed fun. And like, like you said, just like a little extra. So we were just continually adding new things.
1: Super cool, super cool. Um, I'm, well, I'm, I'm assuming you guys have like a team, or do you outsource? Obviously, you have like your, I guess subcontractors of the the artists themselves that do the hand lettering and the designing. Um, but what does the rest of your team look like, and how many do you have, and what are their roles?
0: Okay, so we, uh, so from the start, Punk Post has kind of been like a work from home affair. So like we've always kind of been like, um you know, like when, basically what I'm saying when COVID hit, like our work situation didn't really change because mm-hmm. we have, we've been like, you know, we have a two people on customer service. We have actually quite a few people involved with the community. Um, we kind of have like two main people, um, managing it. And then we have uh, four, I think, regional leads. Um, so kind of the artists are broken up by region of the country they're in. just because <laughs> I don't know, there's no real reason just it seemed easier. And like, our idea is, like, eventually we will have in person meetups. So that made more sense. Um, Brenna, who does like all of our marketing and uh, like, uh, uh, social media, Think that oh, and then we have like a couple of people who work with corporate clients. Um, because some businesses send loads of cards to customers or just employees. So um I don't even know how many is that. Uh I don't know. We probably have like a little less than a dozen people working on
1: it, like besides writing cards. Ah, uh, gotcha, gotcha. Um so it seems like you have a pretty like small and lean team, um, working for you, which is, which is awesome. Um, cause I feel like some people feel like when they have to create a company they have to have all these people, but I feel like it's really cool that you kind of have that model of working from home and having just a, you know, a couple people per like department or per specialty to kind of help, um, grow the business and keep it going.
0: Oh yeah, no, our, we've been kind of, I mean, I don't know if that's just like a personality thing or what, but like, no, we've been like super obsessed with being lean from the very start and like kind of putting our resources where they fit best and like finding people who are versatile and can kind of like manage multiple things at once and just people, you know, are as dedicated to what like punk post is as we are and like Mm -hmm. literally everyone who works um with us is like super dedicated I mean they've come up with so many awesome ideas and like really have helped um shape Post to what it is so I'm super thankful for our team I think for us it's been way more important to have like a small super dedicated excited team than like yeah like just like a bunch of people um also I just like feel like it's just so much easier to manage and everyone is just so in it. So it's been really good for us. And then the work from home thing, I don't know. I've kind of always been like, I feel like I don't want to make someone sit in a seat from nine to five every day, just cause like, that's a norm. So like, mm-hmm. I've been like, you know, you have your life, like work when you can. And like, I think if you hire people who are, like super into your idea and what you're building and like want to build it with you like there's not like this fear like oh are they working and it's like no they're probably like working more than you well or just as much as you are you know I think like mm-hmm. just passionate people and you like don't micromanage them at least that's worked for us
1: that's really cool um because a lot of people you know struggle with that or even like they want to have that, but then the people that they hire don't necessarily follow that. So what, what are some like leadership t- tips or management tips that you can share with the audience that kind of want to follow the same model? Like how do you keep the rapport and keep the, the stamina of the team being, you know, in their own locations, kind of on their own schedule, things like that?
0: Oh, okay. Well, a lot of things. So one, I think we're in a really lucky position where like everyone who um, kind of works on posts daily um, beyond handwriting started as a handwriting artist. So we kind of got to know them that way and get to know people's oh, That's straight. cool. Like, so that's kind of been a big deal for us. Like we can kind of see people's Uh, How they work, just based on that. So, um, that's like a luxury we have that I get a lot of people won't have. Um, But that's been monumental for us. I think also just like the fact I have no problem with admitting I know very little. And like, um, I probably asked you to help with this because you know more and like just admitting that I don't know. Like, I think like a lot of times, like managers or people in charge feel like they want to know and be the guiding light, but I'm like, I don't know. Can you please guide this? And I'll, mm-hmm. like, you know, trust you. Um, so I think just like also, like if you're managing people, like you don't have to know everything. You don't, you're not the smartest person in the room. You hired these people because you this wasn't your strong suit. So let them lead and like be invigorated by what they're doing and excited about it and let them teach you. So I think that's a big thing. Cause I think it's just super demotivating when I think like it, like I could hire, I guess, people and then just like tell them everything to do, but I don't think that's fun for them or for me. So yeah.
1: Mm, gotcha. Gotcha. Um, do you find anything really hard about that model or uh, do you find any challenges arise with that? Or does that just feel like that has always worked for you?
0: Honestly, it's worked for us. I mean, also, we don't really know any different because that's the way we've done it. I mean, we have like weekly calls, obviously. Um, we do video Zooms. Um, I think like having the face-to-face when um, even if it's over Zoom is good. Um hmm I don't know. Like for us, it's just really worked. And I'm sure, like for some people, it won't. And it totally depends what your business is. But for us, it's just like worked on multiple levels. Um, and again, I think like one of the big contributing factors to that success is that like we've been able to work with people just at, like as handwriting artists before we bring them like more into the fold of like growing the business and running the business. So. Yeah.
1: Gotcha. So how do you guys market? Like, how do you guys get your customers? Do you run ads or is there other ways that you do it?
0: Yeah, at the beginning, we had zero money and tons of time. So like (laughs) I said, I would pitch so many um, outlets. I was just like pitching, pitching, pitching. Um, So and that was really good for us. And I would say if you are starting a business, likely at the beginning, you won't have a lot of business. So which means you have a lot of time. So um, pitching is a really good way to um, just get eyes on you. And it only costs you your time at that moment. Um, And then we do run some ads. It's pretty limited. We didn't want to keep funneling money into ads. Like as we grow, we kind of want to keep our budget for that as it has been. So um, we started focusing on SEO. Um, So we started a blog and um, this last year because we had Linda um, managing it. Um, it's like it's crazy once you're like you know at the beginning you're kind of juggling everything yourself but then once Mm -hmm. you have someone like dedicated to managing something it's like crazy how it takes off so that's taken off a lot this year so base yeah so basically we did pr I actually haven't been doing pr probably this last year it's like the first year I don't think I have Um, And then we do ads, we do SEO stuff um, with the blog. We also do social stuff, like also partnerships with people. It's kind of super multifaceted. We've been lucky enough, we've been featured by the app store a few times. That's been like a huge deal for us. Um,
1: That's awesome.
0: Yeah, so just, yeah, we're kind of throwing things in every direction.
1: How do you go about pitching? So for everybody listening, that's like, oh, like, how do I do that? Um, What are some, what's your process for that? And what are some tips you can give when it comes Um, to pitching?
0: So I think it's like more involved than people think. I think if you're like, oh, I'm going to do a, I would say, don't do a press release and don't mass pitch. Um, I like really research people and kind of what their um, beat is and what they're interested in. And then when I pitch them, I'll like bring up articles like why I'm pitching you because I saw you wrote about this and I thought you might be interested in this. I also kind of feed them headlines um, that might be catchy for their audience. Um, Really, oh, a big deal for us was really pretty pictures. So also we're lucky we have a friend who's a super talented photographer, Sarah Davis, and at the beginning she helped us out um, by taking photos for us as a favor. Um, But I would say having gorgeous photos like when you're starting is a big deal because, a lot of places are way more willing to write about you if they have like pretty eye candy to go with it. Um, but yeah, I think it's just that like, don't expect to mass pitch, like make everything like super specific, you know, like people <laughs> writing articles are people and they want to be treated like that. So they want like, if they're going to write an article about you or include you include you in an article like you know it takes them time so it's nice i think for them to know you've put in the time to find them and know what they're about so i would just mm. say that, like, be specific be personable realize it's a human you're reaching out to and also definitely follow up like don't just pitch and be like i'm done like sometimes i would follow up like 3 times but don't just follow up to be like hey did you see this like offer people like a new bit of info or something that might sweeten it for them. Um, yeah, I think those things have really worked out for us.
1: Can you give an example of that, um, a little bit of info that would sweeten it for them?
0: Oh, sure. Like, um, I kind of always hold back some, well, either I hold back something or sometimes we'd have like new stuff that I'm like, oh, they might be interested in this or like, I'd hold back like, a gosh, I can't even think of, like, an example, like, I'll just, like, use, no, confetti, I would have probably told them right away, but, like, oh, maybe we came out with new card designs, I don't think, actually, that's, enticing. Ah. but something where I'm, like, oh, or, like, maybe, also, like, for us because our business is pretty seasonal like with Valentine's Day or something like that like sometimes people are thinking of things like that so maybe we'd be like oh and we're offering like this limited time like special confetti if they order or we're having a day where this is free or something like that just where they're like oh okay and it might not even be like that's what like they're super interested in but it just feels less like nagging than being like did you see what I said to, you know what I mean? Yeah,
1: so. gotcha. But
0: <laughs> sometimes I would just ask them for their address because with Punk Post, like seeing the card is really like, sometimes it doesn't click with people until they like receive one. So for me, yeah. i be like, and like, it depends on your product. If it is something that's like not too expensive for you to send out, it does like make a difference. So sometimes I would just ask them for their address. I'd send them a card another follow-up could be like, hey, I sent you something, did you get it? Um, so like mm-hmm. those
1: really
0: worked for us too.
1: Ah, gotcha. So kind of teasing them with the product itself mm-hmm. and kind of showing them what you're actually reaching them, reach, pitching them about and reaching out to mm-hmm. them about. That makes mm-hmm. sense. <laughs> where do you see um, Punk posts? Like where do you want it to be in, like five years from now? I mean
0: honestly like one of my big big dreams and I don't even know if this is realistic but you know we go for it gotta Um, shoot for the
1: stars
0: (laughs) (laughs) like I'm like in my wildest dreams I'm like there aren't card aisles necessarily anymore instead there's like kiosks where you can send punk postcards from in stores so I would love for that to be a thing someday um but we'll see. Oh,
1: wow. Like having like hand letters, like in the store, like writing them right up on the spot.
0: Not necessarily that, but instead of like picking up a greeting card, you'd just be like, Oh, I'll just send one from this kiosk that's in the target or whatever. So something like that.
1: Oh, cool. Okay. What about um, anything that's going to be added into the app or anything else other than I know you mentioned earlier, like you want to have like artist meetups. Are there any other things that you've been wanting and dying to kind of like do within the company? Um, that's it. Artist meetups would be
0: super awesome for us. And then also, I mean, right now we're just releasing a new feature where um, uh, where. So basically when you use punk posts, you could leave a little note for your artist. Um, And some people were asking for, kind of crazy things like as far as drawing goes so now we have a place where um, you can also still ask for like doodles um specific doodles but um you pay a little extra now but I think like some people were wanting to leave tips for artists um logistically we haven't quite figured that out so this was a place for us like people like want to request more but they feel like they should pay more so now people can pay a little more to get a specific right uh doodle and then the artist actually gets, you know, since they're putting more time into it, they're going to make more money, which was not something we could do before. So I'm very excited about that. Um, And I think we'll just continue to try to figure things out like that. I mean, I think most of our customers who do ask for things that are kind of above and beyond like understand this is someone's time and they do want to pay extra for it which is really nice because i think like also as an artist sometimes that's like lost on people you know so it's Mm -hmm. like not all of our customers but a lot of them do like really value what um people are doing for them so that's kind of nice and cool
1: that's awesome. Do you have any like last parting tips or advice for the gangstar creative listeners listening right now? I guess like if you're starting something
0: like just take it one step at a time. like it's okay if you feel like you don't know what you're doing. I would say everyone's starting a business. no one knows what they're doing. Every business is different. Take it one day at a time like, have one goal and it can seem small Um, and eventually it will just you'll be like even now like looking back a year i'm like wow i can't believe that was a year ago we did that it seems forever ago so it's slow it takes a long time but if you're passionate about it just go for it
1: Mm, that's really, really good advice. Thank you so much, Lex, for your time and sharing your journey and all of your experience with building punk posts and everything you've had to endure along the journey. Um, it's been really awesome. And I know the listeners um, have gotten a lot of notes written down from this episode. I hope so thank you so much for having me it was so great to talk
0: to you and you're very good at interviewing so thanks for making it nice (laughs) and
1: conversational oh thank you so much if you enjoyed this episode please subscribe listen to a couple more episodes and share it with a fellow gangstar creative I would also be forever grateful if you left a review letting me know what you loved and what you'd like to hear more of And as a thank you for leaving me a review, I'll gift you both my 10 ways to create a Gangstar brand PDF and five ways to boost your online sales PDF. Just screenshot your review and DM me the picture on Instagram at Devonna Stimson, and I'll send it right over to you. Until next time, cheers to annihilating the status quo of the starving artist.